Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today, and we have got very little to talk about <laughs> as it pertains to fantasy football or real football. But there is some news in the NFL, at least, and we've got a few random nonsensical diatribes to go down as well. <laughs> so I am joined in this very special Groundhog Day episode Groundhog of Fold in the Cheese by the Gary Bertier to my Julius Campbell. What's happening? E? Hey, dude. Uh, is it Gary or Jerry? It Gary? is Gary. It is Gary. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Jerry for a second. I guess it has been a while since I have seen said movie, but it is a great one. Probably one of the top five football movies that at least I've seen. Uh, where do yeah. you where do you kind of rank it? It's hard for me not to rank it one, honestly. Oh wow. I know it's. I mean, it's not as like uh, the football scenes of it are not as intense as like uh, any given Sunday. <laughs> Well, any let's just rewind real quick. Any given Sunday, it's probably the most ludicrous of all the football scenes. Which I mean, guys' eyes popping out. I mean, they literally like every play they have some gruesome injury or yeah. just some ludicrous play. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Oliver Stone. So that's like a totally different animal. Um, but from an entertainment perspective, it's got everything you'd want. It is I mean, very rated R. It is a dude chainsawing a car in half. Yep. Right? Alligator in the showers. There's a lot of dong. There's, There's um, a lot, too much dong. A lot of coke. A lot of coke. A lot of coke. Yeah. Drugs, sex, drugs, and alcohol. All kinds of stuff. That one. But uh, remember Titans, much more wholesome. Uh, also, true story, which I love, yeah. um, which is one of the reasons I also love Friday Night Lights. True story. Um, but remember Titans, obviously, the soundtrack is fantastic. It's all Motown, 60s, 70s yep. music. Um, and then you've got the civil rights movement and you've got, I mean, the integration of schools and like, it's just, it's, it's very moving, but also just a, a really good movie. I think it's, it is great. You can it show is. your kids, you know, like, it's just awesome. I've already shown my son. He loves it. Like it's a Disney movie. I don't know. It's, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, it is a Disney movie, isn't it? That's right. It's kind of yep. weird. Is it, I don't know. Isn't it kind of weird when you realize some, what movies are actually under the Disney umbrella? Like, Oh wow. I guess you always just think of like the cartoons and the, now the computer generated ones and stuff like that. But like, no, there are actually some good, just regular movies. <laughs> Under yeah, Disney. Well, they also what's funny is now that you mentioned that they also bought some movies after the fact. True. So we recently watched Avatar with our kids. I was just gonna say, like Avatar's in Disney World, but I, I didn't remember that being a Disney. <laughs> like, it wasn't. It wasn't at the time. And same with Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think that was a Disney movie originally. Well, Disney bought Marvel a while back, and so then yes. that's what it was. Okay, so both of those movies, though, I was surprised. Because you never you never hear any foul language in a Disney movie ever, and both those movies have got a, a good a good amount of like light cursing, what I would call right. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, we actually just watched Guardians of the Galaxy one and two with both of our kids. Yep, and uh, yeah, like ooh, I like, yep, that was shit. Yes, he said shit. <laughs> Drop the H bomb on you. 
Um, they did say the H bomb. No F those. That's um, that's true. That's no true. F. So we are almost done with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I've been watching it mostly because you've always been raving about it, and I've heard really? the soundtrack's awesome, which it is. Um, so yeah, those are those are like newly acquired Disney movies. So you, you mentioned the Marvel thing. Same yes. thing with Avatar. Okay. Yeah, because was Avatar Fox? Because obviously Disney bought Fox like maybe six or so years ago. So maybe Avatar was Fox, and that's why they have the rights Disney, now. Um, do they own Fox? Disney bought ABC. Well, that was a while back, but yeah, Disney owns Fox now because that's how. And again, this is where the Marvel can they own nerd... two major news networks? <laughs> <laughs> well, they bought like Fox movie. I don't know if they bought like the news, but they definitely have the movie studios and stuff like that. So again, the nerd comic guy comes out. It's mostly the movies, but you know. So now. Marvel has the rights to the X-Men. Marvel has the rights to uh, Fantastic Four. So that's coming back to them so they can integrate them into their movies. So that was a big thing. Uh, so, yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> There's probably a fair amount of antitrust going on there that we should be investigating. But <laughs> so Probably. Whatever. But they make great content. So who let them they make go? Great content. They Probably. own all of it, but that's okay. They own Star Wars. They own Marvel. <laughs> I mean, they have their own stuff. But they... They crash, but yeah, they do crash. They own ESPN. They have all the sports stuff. <laughs> Yikes! Anyway, Yikes. Uh, that's a different tangent that I was not expected to go on. I did have several we do expect to go on today, uh, including it's Groundhog Day. Hey, great movie! I watched, also, I love that so, movie. Another great movie. Have not seen that movie since I was a child. True, but uh, it's the 30th anniversary of it. I think. I think I saw that somewhere. Um, 93. Eh? Okay. I would have guessed it maybe came out a little bit before that, but yeah, that's that a, that's, I, mean, right. I probably saw it in 95, 96 range whenever I used to watch it. Yeah. Kind of like every year, you know, but, um, I watched for the first time, I think since I was, since I was a child for sure, the groundhog ceremony today. Oh, wow. I, I watched it on the visit PA website, the Pennsylvania website. Yeah. And I showed it to my kids and it is freaking ludicrous. It is wild. <laughs> they go all out, man. What's actually crazy is I have met, a incarnation of Punxsutawney Phil. I have met him. You've met another groundhog, basically. You've seen a groundhog. <laughs> well, and, actually, so it was when I was living in Pennsylvania, and uh, we were doing some partaking in some fundraisers, like some 5K for, you know, the great cause, and like special guest, Punxsutawney Phil. Punxsutawney <laughs> Bill, his cousin. <laughs> like, like, this cannot be a thing. And no, it was legit. I mean, again, I'm sure they have a few Punxsutawney Phils, but it had this literally a bulletproof case for him, like a, a <laughs> habitat. And there were so many measures of security just to even get like close to it. It was the most ludicrous. I mean, as you said, from watching the ceremony, it was very ludicrous just to be in his presence when keep in mind, this was probably in June. So it's not like it was very relevant, but it's like, Bungsonani Phil is here. Okay. That's a hell of a celebrity pull for whatever that event was. I think it was a fundraiser it. for like some kidney disease, something. I mean, if you're looking at like, could get like Mariah Carey, no, Tony Phil, like Thanks. Phil, that's a that's a pull right there. That's, that's a, a pull. Um, I don't know how they make any money, so I'm not, other than I guess appearances, <laughs> probably appearances, but how they can afford a bulletproof case for that thing and security detail is beyond me. So here's here's my takeaway from watching the ceremony. It's like a 12 minute thing I watched this morning. Um, number one, I guess I'd forgotten or didn't realize. It's just a bunch of like middle-aged to older white chubby men up in on hot, stage in, in top, top hats. hats and giant black suits. Yes. Um, I, I don't understand how that has 
maintained that demographic makeup for starters, but also like, what is your purpose in life? What do you do? <laughs> they call themselves like the inner circle or something. And I'm like, is that a cult? Is that what a, are you doing about like this? It's very, matrix. very formal procedure. I mean, they're it trying is. to have fun with it, but it's like very specific choreographed procedure. He's in like this stump makeshift stump that they've created <laughs> that has like a lock padlock door. Scrolls <laughs> that that they bring out of this box, and he is supposed to summon. He's supposed to talk to like the Grand Master or whatever to like you know psycho psychically tell him which scroll to choose, and that's mm. the one they read the poem. Is the poem new every year? I think it is. Probably, I don't know. Um, it's it's a freaking it's wild. It's it is. wild. One of my regrets is not going to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I blew it living in the state. So you did blow it. How far is that from State College? So State College is literally in the, right in the middle, yeah, middle yeah. of the state. So be more than three hours from wherever you were. Oh man, I mean Philly's three, and that's in like the court, the farthest side. Pittsburgh's yeah. two and a half. So I mean, under two and a half hours would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, you blew it. You blew it. I did. I did. In fact, I would have liked to have visited on my trip to State College. We, just saying, we I don't want to be too like busy. too forward. It was your birthday weekend. Oh, it's Ethan's birthday. Oh, we were just Ethan's too birthday. busy living it up in the bottom, the basement bar. Zeno's watching The Walking Dead. Yeah. We so every time you ask me if I've seen The Walking Dead, I'm like, dude, we watched this at Zeno's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. One of our favorite stories is so random. <laughs> like famous bar at penn state we go there on like a friday at like 1 p.m yeah, <laughs> so the two of us and the bartender and they're watching the walking dead on like a 12 inch tv in <laughs> just in the corner <laughs> oh man but we had yingling we drank some yingling watching the walking dead they did have yingling they love they love the yingling up there the yingling is huge um okay so groundhog day covered there it is covered it's a it's a pretty weird ceremony really um, day. not sure why we do that he did apparently Per the scroll, he saw a shadow. Now, it was very overcast there. There's no way he actually saw a shadow. Okay, so shadow means longer winter? Six more weeks of winter if he sees a shadow. Um, the whole thing when I was a kid was like, if he sees a shadow, he gets scared and goes back into his hole. And and that's why it's winter. And like he's they're holding him on a stump with a red carpet on it. <laughs> he picked a scroll, picked a scroll. The guy's got a, a special cane that taps the scrolls. And apparently, Phil tells him which one to pick. It's, it's, I don't know. Do I don't know think, if that's changed. I mean, that doesn't do look like something that would ever change, but it seems no. different than I ever remember seeing it. So do you think like the grandmasters actually believe that this is doctrine? Like that this is a thing? I think that's part of becoming in the inner circle is you have to believe. It's really creepy to me that it's called the inner circle. I do not know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what they called it. We'll go I think we'll go it, it's ridiculous. It is. But six more weeks of winter. You heard it there first from Kemper. Broken here on Folding the G's. Yep. Six more weeks of winter. Breaking news. Six Sorry, everyone. I seen it. I seen it. Okay. There's other breaking news, not quite as monumental, but Tom Brady has retired again. Officially. For good. This time for real, for real. For reals. And Adam Schefter was on suicide watch because he did not get to break it first. Tom Brady just sent out a video. Tom broke it on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, like That's a random backdrop. Is that just like a random flex of like, hey, guys, I'm just here on the beach. Like, and don't get me wrong. His message was great. Very heartfelt. He didn't keep it too long because he's like, you only get one of those long emotional ones. And I, I did that last year. So it's a great message. Great video. Not very long. Uh, but again, weird backdrop. Just randomly on the beach. But I don't know. I think trying not to make a spectacle of it. 
that's true. It's not like a flex. I mean, any anyone can get to a beach. <laughs> and there are public, a video. There are public beaches. You know, it's not like he wasn't like this is my private island. That it I probably hit. was his private island. It probably was, but there was no mention <laughs> of that. He didn't think. I'd like to thank my private island for. <laughs> I'd like to thank hosting this news conference. The groundskeeping crew for my private yeah. island. Ooh, pick that up. Ooh, ooh, what is that? <laughs> ooh, that what? That sand is wet. Ew. Oh. This is not right. The lighting's wrong. Okay, move the sun, please. Move the sun. It's actually just a Truman Show-esque. Uh, so yes, Tom Brady retired. Pretty... I mean, you and I talked about it as we were talking about where he might end up next season that we didn't really envision this. I don't think many people did. Uh, you know, and everyone's celebrating it. You know, he's going out on his own terms and stuff like that, which, as you should. I mean, especially his great career and all that. But I still feel like to go out like the way he did is kind of like, ugh. You can, so... Not everyone can go out a champion. and I'm not even saying so, a champion, though. It was just very lackluster, right? It was very ugly. And, and I think that's one of the reasons he's like, F this, man. I'm just done. I don't have another mediocre year in me, you know? I've only what's got so many of those in my life. What's crazy is he still finished third in the league in yards. Uh, I mean, still have he what? Was, no, he was great. He can still play, man. Yeah. He can still play. No doubt. He can still play. He can still lead a team to a Super Bowl if the team is at all functional and motivated and well coached like i it was just it was a very strange year for the buccaneers very strange year after a couple of really incredible years you know just Mm -hmm. like it didn't make sense true bigger than all that though like and i get completely think that's probably like the main story is like hey how do you leave after that disappointing season and then other people are gonna be like about seven super bowl rings will make you feel a little bit better you know um and like you can't, you just can't always leave on top like Elway and Manning did. But like, I just I can't get my head wrapped around the idea that he blew up his his family right. to come back for one more year, and that's it. And I'm just like, that's the year. Yeah, you cannot tell me that was worth it. He you says you wouldn't take anything back though. <laughs> he says, of course he says that. Yeah, and, and listen, the truth is. The public, the public debate about you know he and Giselle and and she says well, if you go back we're done right. thing like there's a lot more under the under the surface I'm I'm sure that is probably wasn't as simple as even if I don't go back this may not work whatever so it probably isn't quite that simple but just from an optics standpoint it sure seemed like it's mere football and he chose football for one more year and it was a terrible year and he's and done like, at least get five more years out of it man right at least show that it was worth something not a very cool. mediocre crappy year where you finished eight and nine technically eight and ten uh so yeah yeah but anyway um crazy to think that he, you know for the first time in 23 years there will not be a tom brady uh in a game you know he spent half his life in the nfl which is absurd uh granted i guess more time as an nfl quarterback than not i mean that's, that's not crazy yeah that's absurd and i mean the records I guess the only question, I mean, you look at a Patrick Mahomes, you look at a, a Justin Herbert, and they can put up the gaudy numbers, but I guess it's the longevity, man. Like, holy crap. Like, to play until you're 45. Uh, I mean, because honestly, as a selfish Pages fans who got to enjoy Tom Brady for 95% of his career, like, I don't want to see his stuff broken. And the guy who makes me nervous is Patrick Mahomes, uh, especially if he gets this one. He'll have two by the age of 26. Like, yeah, yeah. that's... He's on his way, and he's obviously that's how you do it. Yeah, crazy numbers. Um, but the question is, like, longevity wise, are they able to stay in as long as he did? So, yeah, so I a couple of things to think about there. One, there are already rumors about Andy Reid maybe not coming back after this season. And, and why like, would he if he wins? 
He's got well, nothing left to do. <laughs> you have nothing left to prove except, to your point, you've got a 26-year-old quarterback with two Super Bowls at that point, and you've got a chance to be the only guy, maybe ever, that has any legitimate shot of taking on seven Super Bowl Brady or the six Super Bowl Patriots even. Like, I don't know. That's going to stick in your mind. But he's not as, as Andy Reid? Like, How old is Andy Reid? Andy Reid's not some spring chicken by any stretch. I'm just <laughs> saying, in general, like, if you want motivation to come back, that's it. Oh, motivation yeah. is... I've got a window here that's special and assuming they win, I've got a window that's special and I, I need to see this through, you know, yeah. I that's mean, they're, the reason. they are definitely the dynasty in the AFC right now. Obviously five straight AFC championships, granted only one Super Bowl so far to show for it, but still five AFC championship games is pretty absurd. Um, I mean, I guess he did do that in Philly. <laughs> he had three straight NFC championship games, one Super Bowl appearance did that, uh, win that, but, uh, I guess kind of quickly jumping to Andy Reid, do you think, I mean, I guess you really don't need extra motivation for the Super Bowl. It's literally the biggest game of all. But do you think there's another slight, small chip on the shoulder, the fact that it is his former team? I'm sure. I mean, whatever. I don't know that a chip on a shoulder for a coach really matters, though, either. True. <laughs> like, you're not out there. I'm going to coach it up even more. I'm going to coach so hard. <laughs> I will yell. 10% more this time. Yeah, it would be extra sweet for him, I think. It'd be extra yeah. sweet to win against your former team and whatever. He had such an amazing career there. I don't I don't think there's like a lot of ill will, you know. Right. But yeah, it would, it would be really neat. It'd be a neat story. Um, I guess it does just kind of show how crazy Philadelphia culture is in the sense that you have Andy Reid, one of the top 10 coaches of all time, especially probably one of the best in Philadelphia history, brings him to three straight NFC Championship games, brings him to a Super Bowl, gets canned. Okay, yeah. so then yeah. you bring in—I I can't remember if there's someone between him and Peterson. You bring in Doug Peterson, gets to a Super Bowl his second year, wins the Super Bowl, and gets canned two years later. It's like, <laughs> my God, Philadelphia! Like, I understand you're you're championship hungry. You got that that you know pedigree, but my God, you have no—I don't want to say you expect, loyalty, but you know, whatever. what do you? Why do you have these expectations, Philly? Like I. I don't know. They're they're a crazy bunch, though, man. It's a different breed of fan. I will just say that they're they're a different breed. Anybody who boos their own players is a different breed of fan. True. Like actively, like if you're not winning a Super Bowl, we're booing you. Kind of. That's. I mean, that is that is an intense level of expectations. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But uh, yeah, so it, that, I think that will that will matter very little in the game, but it will it would be cool for Andy Reid for sure. It would be uh, no doubt. But I am nervous about Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that Burrow Mahomes matchup for the second year in a row get it, and everyone started talking about it in the media. So we all have the same kind of opinion. It, it gives you the Brady and Manning vibes. It gives you Mahomes is Brady, um, or yeah, Mahomes is is Brady playing with nobodies. He's just that stinking good. And Burrow is Manning, who's also really That's stinking good, good, but is also loaded That's with talent. Weapon. You know, yeah. So it's like it's a very similar vibe in that regard. So who's um, Josh Allen in that? Like who who would he be? Like, uh, I'm trying to think of the quarter. Who Chad else was Benning, good during that? Chad time? Bennington, Philip Rivers. <laughs> uh, could be a Philip Rivers. Rivers. I feel like, yeah, because hasn't gotten past an eight. Yeah, that's actually not a bad comparison. Got him. Well done. Well done. Boom. Because he had to stick to the AFC. Couldn't no one on the NFC. Yeah, so yeah. Philip Rivers would probably kind be of a thorn player. in the side, but always really not. You know, not 
Oh, it's always the hype, never, never falling through. I should be sponsored by uh, Bleacher Reports, Gridiron Heights, but they do a great Philip Rivers. <laughs> and there's one where Brady won the uh, Super Bowl against the Rams, and where he's Thanos collecting like the stones. And there's a great scene where, again, if you've seen Avengers: Infinity War, there's a point where they're trying to get Thanos's glove off, and they they have them all hunkered down, and then one of the heroes does something stupid and he gets up. So Philip Rivers is the one doing some suit. You MF dumb ready. You ruined my hall of fame career. And did it. <laughs> and so I love him. He is a good caricature in that. Uh, Just check that out series. like highlights of Philip Rivers, gridiron Heights, YouTube it. I do love how they single out like five players and make them different from everybody else. Yeah. Like Mahomes <laughs> is always, it's got that crazy voice. It's do hilarious. Voice. Do it real quick. Do what do you want me to say? Uh, say, I can see the yellow line. I can see the yellow line. Yeah, that's it. Like 100%. That is it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like Mahomes. Then, of course, all the rookies are baby voices, which I love, yeah. except for DK Metcalf, who's just <laughs> a man child. <laughs> hey, what'd you guys put for your resume, for your references? You guys have any references? <laughs> that's God, a great that it a good series. Good it series. Good. I was looking so hard for the uh, – my leg arms are almost as – good as my top arms because I, <laughs> I remember that clip i just don't know which episode it was in i was looking so hard for it for the podcast and i feel I like he had um it was like a gun uh, like a, a football shooting gun <laughs> that might have been it yeah I'll, i'll have to go back again i don't know i was trying to find it i thought that i could just google that quote and it would just i'd find it but you would think but no couldn't find it anyway anyway and not non tom brady related news sean payton making his return and going to the Broncos. He's going to cook it up with Russ. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, Dude, I don't know what to think of this. Part of me is like, oh, shit, look out for Russell Wilson now. But the other part of me is like, I don't know why it would matter that much. <laughs> I know, like, he was pretty he, garbage. He was pretty bad. And, and and then this is the best part. They gave up so many picks for Russell Wilson. Now they go ahead and give up more picks for Sean Payton because he's still under contract with the Saints through 2024. And so they have to give him picks. It's like, my gosh. <laughs> What are they going to do, man? They're going to have the problem is they're going to have to dump Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, probably. Yeah. To get any picks back and be under the cap and all that. Right. So they're going to get rid of one of those playmakers. And that's part of like probably why Sean Payton's there is like, you guys have got some good playmakers here. We just got to put it all together. I don't know. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but uh, he's a hell of a coach. He really is. He is a hell of a coach. Offensive genius. But, And I I was listening to other pundits talk about this. Like, why would you do it now? Like, I know he's probably got the itch. He wants to get back into coaching, but maybe just be a little patient. And maybe something like if the Chargers suck or like the Chargers again, I wanted to see him go to Chargers, man. Like, that is where you want to go. Or hell, even if the Cowboys disappoint, maybe Mike McCarthy's gone. You go there. Like, true, true. But it is a little interesting. Although, to be honest, I think he's. In a weird way, I think he's getting his feet wet again by taking this job, and he's still going to very much be in contention for those jobs. <laughs> you well, know, I mean? the other thing is the Broncos owners are not afraid to spend money, so maybe he's thinking financially they are going to pay me a crap ton of money here, and I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, I think if the Dallas job comes open, he's gone. If they if they want him, he's like, hey, this has been fun. Thank <laughs> you for getting me back into the league. Now I'm going to take that. You know. Yeah. So that I, I think it's it's as much that as anything. I mean, it's a good it's a good situation, good ownership. Who's to your point, willing to spend, willing to go get the players they want. Um, you've got a lot of talent there, man. And Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer, so like, there's a lot of talent there. 
great quarterback that has been weirdly bad this past year. But so like the opportunity is there. Good defense, like they could be contenders immediately. They could. But if they're not, and or if he doesn't really care, or if another better job comes up, he's like, cool. I'm back in the league now. I'm in the circles again. I'm I'm like fresh on you know watching film and the the schedule of it all and knowing knowing your opponents and game planning and all that. So I don't know. I think that's probably uh, it's a good enough landing spot. Good, good enough. It's good it's enough. Fine. It's one of the this it's one of the, one of the top landing spots he could look for. You know, just yeah. opportunity wise. True, I suppose. Still, yeah. it'll be interesting, to say the least. Yes, it will be interesting, and there will be all the same rumblings about how the AFC West is going to be a freaking horse race next year. And I guarantee Patrick Mahomes comes out on top every time. <laughs> I bet we know who's going to be number one. Yeah, just saying. Um, okay, speaking of number one, Tua is out of concussion protocol one oh, month later. Look at that. Went from number one to someone wearing number one. Indeed. Well played. One month later, he is officially cleared from protocol. What? He was not. I mean, there was like. The headlines two days ago were like, Tua's still not cleared. You yeah, know? that's what's crazy. It's yeah. still in it. Yeah. I mean, this is just, uh, I'm I'm worried for this guy. And if, I don't know what his decision-making process looks like, but it makes me nervous when these guys come back because I don't know that some players are like more prone to concussions. I don't know if that's medically, if that's a thing or not. Right. But the, it seems to impact some guys more than others, and the guys that it does impact, it gets worse and worse over time. And if you get enough of these things, man, you're like he had three in a season, man. Bad, I, bad, bad. That's not good. Your brain is going to be scrambled a little bit. And yeah, it, and again, not a doctor, but does I would just think it then makes it harder to come back if you get another one. I mean, yeah, I think everyone going forward is going to be more than like a one game out kind of thing. It's going to be like a hey six weeks, you know? And I think everyone now is also a full conversation about, do I, can I do this anymore? You know, every one of them now is like a, should we be doing this? Yeah. You know, very true. I don't know. They, they, I haven't like read the studies in depth or whatever, but it's, it's pretty staggering. I think there's something like 70 to 80% of NFL players after retirement post-mortem or late in their lives have been diagnosed with CTE. It's just, it's really bad. It's scary. It's terrible. It's uh, tragic to some degree. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just feel like this is just inevitable for him. Right. Yeah. And then what that does to people too, is like, we've seen a couple of high profile cases like junior sale, but um, Aaron Hernandez also, um, but you've just got a lot of other, a lot of other people that are flying under the radar that I'm sure I've got similar stories, you know? Well, because we talked about that earlier this season, how how many concussions are going undiagnosed in the league right now just because they don't want to report it. They don't want to be taken out. This is how they make their money. This is how. So that's even scarier, too, that like, yes, obviously the high profile ones like this Tua one and and others we've seen this year, but then the ones that are not. And that's the scary ones. Uh, But yeah, rough sport, man. It's a rough sport. It is a rough sport. I have to imagine that linemen and defensive players have a lot more of these than you realize. You know, because you the offensive players, everyone's watching them every play. They're watching them get hit. And so you're and you're like, if there's any semblance I think of, it's it's gotta be linebackers, man. Cause think about they you know, you're not right on the line. Because we're right on the line, you're like you don't have that much uh momentum yet. Yeah. When you're a linebacker, you're just coming right in. I don't know. I, yeah. That's what I would just think, but I know again, I do not know anything to that extent. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, 
sticking with quarterbacks here, and I haven't done all the research yet, so I may I may be stupid in this whole conversation, but quarterback carousel. This is always a good conversation on the offseason. Where where's everybody gonna end up? You've got a bunch yeah. of you have a few high profile names that are floating around out there. You've got some people that are expected to change scenery. Um, I wanted well, to hit on official, that a little bit. Official Jimmy G will not be back in San Francisco. Apparently, Kyle Shanahan says not going to happen. No. Derek <laughs> um, Carr, not going to be a, a Raider. Now there's apparently more serious than ever conversations that Rodgers may not be coming back to Green Bay. His name's in the mix. Every so, year, man. Yeah, no, but it's but every year it's kind of like, a is that on the table? And they're like, nah, not really. And then they're like, oh, but we think it could actually be. And they're like, no, seriously, it's not. And this year, I think it's more like a hey, everything's on the table, you know. <laughs> True. Which is the most they've ever they've ever said was possible. Hey, you should go to Tampa. <laughs> just set just Tampa. Go, just jump right in there. Uh, but honestly, I was thinking Jimmy G might go to Tampa. I, I guess. Um, I don't. I don't think Jimmy G should. I guess he could be a starter. I, I don't he know. He'll be a starter, man. He showed up with the Niners. Like he, first of all, he had a great record. I know those Niners teams are still good, but. He had a good starting record as the quarterback, and he's still a solid quarterback. You can't tell me he's not better than 32 guys in this league. Um, he's he's okay. So let's think of the, the worst quarterbacks right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and these are like teams that are going to be drafting quarterbacks, basically, right? Houston. So you've got Davis Mills. They're absolutely going to get a quarterback. Houston's got to get one. Who else is like, I mean, the Jets are in flux. You don't know Jets what's going to happen flux. up there. You're not sure about a Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. Yeah, Uh, Ritter, I don't know if he showed enough. I mean, he looked like Marcus Mariota in that system. So in that regard, okay, you don't need Mariota then because you've already got him. Right. What about in New Orleans? And then, okay, a Tampa, you're telling me Kyle Trask and or Blaine Gabbert? I have people talking about Kyle Trask. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And New Orleans is fair too. Jameis, is Garoppolo better than Jameis or Andy Dalton? I don't know. I think so. I think he's I, more reliable. I think he's right in that range, though. Mm-hmm. I think he's right in that range. He's probably better than Dalton. Okay, what about Washington? Heineke or Wentz? I like Heineke, man. <laughs> I like Heineke. Carson Wentz, no. I'm out on him. Yeah, I don't Carson. I like Heineke, but I understand why. Like, I, I guess I guess it's worth a QB battle kind of thing. Like, I, I think Gino, what he did a last Matt, year. A Matt Ryan? Sam Ellinger. Matt Ryan's done. I'm pretty sure he's going to retire. Uh, so, yeah, Indy's – I mean, some of these – so, like, three or four of these teams are going to take quarterbacks in the first ten picks, and they're going to try it out with a rookie. And and to your point, I guess, Garoppolo is a steady enough hand. If you knew, if you want a starter now and you want a rookie that's going to sit, yeah, Garoppolo would be a great starting quarterback for you this year, knowing that you're going to hand the team over next year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's maybe the best backup in the league. He's one of the best backups in the league. Oh, 100%. He would be the best back of the league. So he's a, but I said this earlier about Brock Purdy. He's not good enough to win a championship. He's good enough to get you there or close. Or if you've got a good enough team, he's not going to screw it up, but he's not going to win a title. Okay. And so I, I think at some point, every team is starting to have that conversation, which Just, is, you know, if you're writing him off. He's not writing back. He's not writing back. Good. 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 <laughs> Gino's not good enough to win a title either, by the way. <laughs> um, Take but I think that I think honestly, I think the San Francisco 49ers are having the same conversation right now about Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Is Brock Purdy Jimmy Garoppolo, which is like a really good steady right. the ship, well, not going to make a lot of mistakes. But honestly, do you, think, do you think they're a little happy right now that Brock Purdy won't be even ready for workouts for six months? 
So it's like, okay, we can at least delay this because Trey Lance should probably be ready by OTAs in a month or so. So they're like, okay, we can at least see what we got with Trey. Again. Yeah, that's true. Without so all the media frenzy like, of like, why not Brock? Why not Brock? We have, we have time. <laughs> we have six that is, months. It's a weird blessing in disguise. That's true. Right. Um, but I do think they're having that conversation though, which is like, okay, do we do we take a Brock Purdy who's run our system very efe- efficiently, but isn't probably going to get us to the Super Bowl? Or is there a chance, maybe it's a 5% chance, that Trey Lance is that X factor that can get us there? You know, That's what all these teams are trying to figure out. And I think that has a lot to do with the running quarterbacks, you know, like the playmakers versus the pocket guys. Like, It's almost necessary to have a guy that's got at least escapability, mobility, or can run, flat out run, like, yeah. like Jalen can flat out run. It's almost necessary nowadays. True. And so that's why I think these, that's why I think teams are more likely to take a shot on a rookie quarterback and just, it's like a Hail Mary, like, I hope, you know, Bryce Young turns out to be the next Jalen, which they look and act very similarly, but they're not the exact same style. But maybe he's like the next Jalen Hurts, and then we've got our guy, you know, I'd rather do that than Jimmy Garoppolo, who I know is not, he's not our guy, (laughs) you know? That's what I mean by is he a star? He's a two time Super Bowl champion. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) um what about uh Derek Carr where are he gonna be that's that's an interesting okay so is he a starting quarterback in this league do you have more faith in a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Derek Carr honestly about the same honestly yeah I guess I'd give Carr a slight edge but I don't know why you know (laughs) he hasn't won anything either I don't know it's it's a weird dichotomy of like winners and everybody else you know it's it's hard to say that but it's kind of how i feel about it it's like you're either like Kirk cousins is kind of in that everybody else thing too and he's a it's a really good quarterback you know i think Kirk cousins just has his own category it's like you're either like a patrick mahomes or, or like you know you're a tier one quarterback or you're Kirk cousins, <laughs> like Kirk cousins is kind of in the matt ryan you know like more likely to choke it away <laughs> more likely to choke it away but like i don't know there's just some guys I just can't even envision winning Super Bowls. And I guess we've gone through this a lot, but I guess people like Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer and Jim McMahon right, have won it. Super Bowls. So it's not totally fair, but those are the exception. I think, I think most of the most Super Bowl winning teams have had a elite superstar quarterback. Right. Eli Manning, elite superstar. Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger were both like they're hall of famers, obviously, but I, yeah, I'd say, better than Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, better than Derek Carr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I would put Eli Manning maybe, I mean, like a step above a Derek Carr, but not too, not too big of a step. I feel like that's a similar, not too big of a step. Yeah. But But, yeah. Interesting. It will be interesting to see where these guys land. I mean, as you said, they might be best backups in the league. We'll see. Uh, I mean, you got teams where it's weird, like Carolina. That's a weird quarterback situation. Like you, they went in all in, well, not all in. They went in on Sam Donald last year, traded for him. Yeah. It's like, we still want him to be our guy, him. kind of. He played, he played all right in the second when he came back this year. So it's like, uh, do we, is this, is, are we going to try this thing? Is this going to be our guy? Or, or do we sign a Derek Carr, a Jimmy G? You know, like a team like that. Even, you know, the Jets are in flux now. Are they going to draft another quarterback? Are they going to get one of these guys? You know, that's a flux play. So it's, you got these question mark wildcard teams that maybe in for a quarterback, maybe not. 
so it will be interesting to see kind of where these guys land, or at least the, the rumblings. Uh, so yeah, I think the Jets are gonna are gonna be the top contender for Rodgers. Personally, I think they're gonna. I hope that happens. They're gonna. Because that is literally following the Brett Favre footsteps. Yeah. The, the yeah. game plan. And Please honestly, that's that. probably his biggest reason to not want to do it. <laughs> I, I, mean, I just hope he goes to the Vikings. That's all I hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to let that happen. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that seems to me the most logical. But they could, they could also go after Carr. I don't know. I guess if I were, I guess that's the difference between me and, and a lot of these GMs. Though, like if I were a GM, I'm like, what's the point in playing if you're not, if you're not like even getting closer to like a legitimate championship? You know? Yeah. What's what's the point? Like the whole point is to win the whole thing. You I don't play want I don't, to win the game. I don't want to be like Sam Darnold to me. I'd be like, I got no room for Sam Darnold. I don't I don't need that. You know, like Matt Corral on their bench, who was injured all year. Like that's what I think they're hoping is like if this uh, if guy we struck gold with him, that would be awesome. Hmm. I'd much rather have Matt Corral on my team than Sam Darnold because I don't care if I win six games. <laughs> I'd rather win zero. Like I I don't know. It doesn't that doesn't matter. I don't. I don't play to win the game. I play to win championships. That's what you want to win, you know. And getting to the playoffs, maybe that like does something for your locker room and like you know gives people confidence. And all of a sudden, you've been there once and like you you build on that. I get that. But if you if you don't have a good quarterback, like it's damn hard to win. Yeah, you know it is. There's no question. Your defense has got to be. I mean, the think about the teams I just mentioned who had crap quarterbacks that won titles. The Ravens, their defenses. All time greats. All time. The Bears, 85 Bears, the greatest defense of all. Man, you were really crapping on Jim McMahon. I need to go back and see like if he was really not that good. I guess I really don't know that much about I just in yeah. I thought he was better than what you're crapping on him for. No, he was not very good. I mean, they had Walter Payton. He was great, yeah. right? Willie Galt was good. Like they Jim McMahon was not he he kept him together, you know. He was eclectic. Yeah, he was fun. check on the line. He's a Bears guy. Ben Check is a Bears guy. He would tell. He'd probably tell you all about it. Actually, he might shit all over me for shitting on Jimmy McMahon. That's what I'm saying. I need to deeper dive into Jimmy McMahon. I don't know. He just wasn't special. He was. He was very eclectic. He was unique. He had a music video. He did have a music video. They did do Super Bowl Shuffle, but yeah. he he was like he was like a personality and it was fun. Yeah. But I don't think he was like a great quarterback. He was a he was so like was he a the solid. wild thing of the NFL. Yeah, kind of. That's what he looked <laughs> like. Certainly, most voted most likely to shave something into his the side of his head. <laughs> Jimmy McMahon. Fair. He was okay. vanilla ice on the field. Okay. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine. All okay. Right. Now I want to talk. I want to I want to get off the carousel real quick because I want to talk about something I sent you this morning. <laughs> Arian Foster, former Houston Texan great, uh, former Tennessee volunteer, uh, was on a podcast, I think Barstool Sports. Uh, and they flat out asked him if the NFL was scripted because that's a big thing, you know, with the refs, if they're, you know, staging these games and the storylines. And he flat out came out and said, yes, I was handed a script in the preseason when we're at practice. It's just practicing these scenarios and get it. So it's like, yep, you're going to get hurt in week three. You'll pull a hamstring, but then you're going to come back in week seven. You're going to have a three touchdown game. <laughs> like, what are your thoughts on the scripting concept? So I feel like he was I feel like he's just playing with people, honestly. I would like, hope so. Because even if even if uh even if he were genuinely trying to tell people that it was scripted, there's there's just no chance it would be that scripted. You know what I mean? Can you imagine and again, I cannot take credit for these because once I was reading the article, I saw like Twitter's reaction to Arian Foster saying it's like it was like Tom Brady opening his script. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I got the chat. Like, like Aaron Hernandez opening his being like 
Who is that? He said Brady. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. No. Oh, Aaron, yeah. Or it's like Matt Ryan opening his script. Mm. Yeah, it is funny to think about. Um, now, I'm not saying it's not scripted because I don't know where I land on that personally. I, <laughs> I have to hope to God that it's not. And the older I get, though, the more I start, I start to wonder those things and the more I start to buy into the conspiracy of the storylines and all the, like, the weird stuff that happens, the officiating that happens. You're just kind of like, that sure seems weird. Timing-wise, <laughs> it's weird. I do think they're. Um, I don't know. I think Goodell is is a freaking thug. I, I do think that. In I what mean, sense? A, like you think I, this would be something he could potentially pull off? Like I think he's a legit mobster. Like I think he's. Oh, okay. No, like I think he is um, controlling the league. My just a complete conjecture and opinion. <laughs> this is no foundation in any fact. <laughs> this is the the views of uh, folding the cheese only. Do not. Uh... Yeah. And also, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, big fan Roger Goodell. Um, <laughs> Don't off me, but I, I don't know. I just think he's, I don't trust anything he does with the league. I think everything is, has some spin, you know, um, he's been really good for the league from a revenue standpoint, the best of all time, but I think probably really bad for the league in a lot of other ways. Um, I don't know. I, I would not be surprised at all if he had some manipulation in something in the league. You know is what Paul I mean? Is still alive or did he die? I think he died. Uh, not too long ago, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I, don't... I think it was recent. Yeah, I'll look it up. <laughs> look it up. What do you think? So, so um, no, I don't believe any of that garbage no. that Aaron Foster is talking about. Um, <laughs> oh, he is still alive. Tyler oh. is still alive. Good for Paul. Um, uh, what do I think? I, yeah. Again, because I, <laughs> I just, I think I was more convinced that it's not based on the Twitter reactions, which was just hilarious. <laughs> like just imagining people opening up their shit like. Come on, man. Like, what? No. Like, Antonio Brown opening up the script against the Jets. Yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> like, I can get yeah. that. That sounds that. on brand. That sounds You know what? Brand. That was really smart, Goodell. Good move. I like it. <laughs> but, of course, I mean, and now I'm watching all these silly YouTube videos about, like, NFL fans' reaction to the season or reaction to Tom Brady retiring. And then it shows NFL script writer goes, now I have to actually think of something creative. I just used to put Brady wins, and now I have <laughs> yeah. to think of something else. So, like, uh, it because when you talk about it like this, it seems so ludicrous. But as you said, there are some things that does seem fishy with officiating and some of these roughing the passer calls and later missed calls that are blatantly like right in front. So, but again, this human error. Uh, I don't know. So, you can you can logically chalk scripted. it up. Though. All what? that kind of stuff. You can logically chalk it up to all the human error and like the coincidence and all Not that. All or or Not you all. can just jump on bandwagon of like, yep, that was part of the fix. Well, don't get me wrong, especially with the Pat Donahue stuff in the NBA, clearly that he was getting paid to shave points or, you know, make calls a certain way. I think that's more of a realm of possibility than for the entire league to be scripted. So, but that's a micro level. And if it people is like I him mean, are. Our yeah. Roger Goodell, and if you know, I'm reading this uh, "Killing the Mob," which is another Bill O'Reilly book. He did "Killing Lincoln" and "Killing Kennedy," really good series. Regardless of what you think of his opinions politically, really good, well-written books, good series, very informative. The mob started basically started the whole casino scene in Vegas, and um, if you think there's any, there and they had their hands in everything, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if like Goodell is teaming up with the the gambling industry. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, have part, they have official partnerships with like DraftKings and stuff. It's like, okay, 
they can easily find out how they're going to make the most money. You know what I mean? Like little so Caesars like the they, official they, pizza of the NFL. <laughs> they can get as much pizza as they want. Um, no, the, you know, the temptation is there for right. sure. There and it's just a matter of us depending on their integrity, which I'm like, why on earth would we depend on their integrity? Like, what have they proven us has ever shown integrity? Nothing. So that's I, why I'm like, I'm not yeah. opposed to believing that there's some fix going on there. Oh, I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast, whether it was this season or last, but did you watch the HBO documentary about the McDonald's um, monopoly? Oh, uh, my wife did. My wife did. Uh, where's my jet or whatever, right? Oh, no, no, no. This is a different one. This is a different where's one. My, where's my jet was like a Pepsi one or something. That's, that's a new yeah. one. That's out. So this was the scandal, the monopoly McDonald's thing. And that was so disheartening to me because as a kid, that was I the best. loved. That was the best. I did in college. They were still doing it in college. We yeah. would go like every Saturday and get four hash browns. <laughs> and, you know, it comes to find out that it was highly influenced by the mob. There was one guy who was literally fixing, literally selling the pieces to like the highest bidder. And, but then it was like a cover up of once you actually got the piece, how you could make it. And so it was a whole FBI crackdown. So that, I mean, talk about breaking down the wholesomeness of like your childhood or even not even your childhood, just something, a game that you thought, was applicable or winnable for everyone. It's like, nope, turns out the fix was in from the beginning. You could never win because this this organization had the the keys to the castle. Uh, so it was so mob? It was mob influenced? There was some mob influence. It was mainly one guy, but then he was, yeah, it was mob and yeah. I'm just telling you, this, this like whole worldview now has just been kind of, you know, <laughs> read this book. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you just be like, wow. They control everything. Let me guess. You don't think we really landed on the moon, do you? Oh, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Oh, I don't. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not one of those kind of books. And I don't know if the mob would control if we landed on the moon or not. <laughs> um, Wouldn't that be something? Those jabronis ain't getting on that moon. That's get on that moon. Put it. Put a spicola in there, huh? <laughs> Paisano. Paisano. Uh, <laughs> just saying Italian word. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what any of those words mean, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Aaron Foster, I think that it's, very... I think it was, I think it was a funny it was a funny soundbite from Aaron Foster. There's there may be some truth behind it, but not not nearly that granular. No chance. Very credible source, Aaron Foster. Very credible. Hey, he's um he's, he's a Bobby Fino, by the way. That's his he's a rapper. He is now. Yeah. Bobby well, Fino, also, check him out on Spotify. I guess he's also a whistleblower now too, saying the fix is in. So fixes in just trying to get some publicity for his his album or his album okay well switching from aaron foster uh do you want i mean we talked a little, a little bit about the fantasy uh playoff challenge do you want to kind of just quickly go through that and say what changes you made you want to reveal the lineup changed? today yeah let's do i it. mean i'll unveil mine I'll okay unveil. let's i want to hear about it i gotta know <laughs> so i went with a couple bangles just in case yeah, just just <laughs> out, of, out of respect yep um so I went with Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. Just figure half of the league has uh Patty, so I guess I'll just go with Jalen. Uh went with my boy from last year, Miles Sanders, doing great. Uh and then to counteract your Jarek McKinnon, I went with Isaiah Pacheco. He's Watch probably out. gonna score more at one X than McKinnon does at four X. <laughs> right. Uh then I went with Juju, even though he was a little banged up. I just figured, you know what? Give me some Juju. Why not? Um Tied, I mean, not tight end. My other wide receiver went with Devontae, since a lot of people have A.J. Brown. Got my boy Kelsey. He's been there from the beginning. Got 4X go. Kelsey. 4X, let's go. 
General uh, Jake Elliott, because uh, no Butker here, and then the Eagles defense. So nice. There you, go. you should not go with Devonte and go with like Sky Moore or <laughs> Marquez like, Valdez like, Scantling or something. You know, that's true. Just get a non-Eagle. Quez Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go with someone random. There's no Jalen Rager still on the team. Can I? Yeah, there's no chance otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I have no chance otherwise anyway. So I was like, yeah, just get Devonte. Probably not. Probably not. If there's injuries, you never know. Um, so I wish I had Pacheco. I have four X McKinnon, which I, which you never know. I mean, he's been quiet these last two games, but he obviously had such a bang up into the year. They could bring him back out for the Super Bowl. Wouldn't be surprised. Sure. Uh, but I still got my homes. Get me four X. I plugged in Miles Sanders uh, to hedge against some other people, and rather than take Pacheco, um, I think he'll he's a touchdown maker. Uh, I got Devonte getting me two X. I'm just going again, hedging AJ Brown. I think he's the most likely of the receivers to have a good game. Yep. Um, got Kelsey at four X. I'm also taking Jake Elliott. Uh, Cause I think a lot of people would be on Butker and then I'm going with Kansas city's defense. All right. I think from a scoring perspective, I mean, they went nuts against the Bengals. They had like five sacks and yeah, they got a couple to. of picks. I mean, like they were fumble recoveries and stuff like they, they did their part. So I think the Eagles defense is a better unit for sure, but I also think everyone's going to be on them. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a counterplay. Like me, watch like out. Like you, watch out. Okay, there you have it. There you have it. NFL playoff challenge coming down to the wire. Not for me though. Uh, okay, so you know what time it is now. It is time for some remember the Titans trivia. Groundhog trivia. Trivia. All right, man. So you are in the hot seat this time. Uh, this was actually kind of some hard trivia to do because first of all, there's so many characters and I know you probably haven't seen it that recently. So character names are going to be tough plot lines. Anyway, we'll see how you do. It's not, I, I tried to make them pretty relatively easy. Um, so we'll, let's just see where this takes us. If you, you know? see the picture, if you're watching on YouTube and you see the picture cut to like us in different clothes or something, <laughs> then you know that this was extremely difficult and I had to cut the whole thing and we start to revise over. All the questions. Yeah. This was like Kemper shaved his beard in between trivia somehow. Is that a year later? Yeah. What the hell? They just revised this episode. All right. You ready? Ready, ready. Okay. What is the name of the high school? TC Williams. TC Williams is correct. <laughs> so yeah. I was looking, I had some trivia just from from my brain, and then I had to look up a couple extras just to fill in the five. And so one of the questions I found was. What is the name of the mascot? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Literally called Remember the Titans. Trojans. <laughs> the Trojans. What was uh, like the wild? Ooh, Alexandria, Virginia, wasn't it? Well, damn it, because that was my next question. Where is the high school located? Alexandria, take, Virginia? I was just going to take the state, Virginia. You got it. So, two for two, you son of a bee. Uh, okay. Who has a brick thrown through their window? Coach Boone. Coach Boone. And what does he say about said brick? Um, it's not, this is not an official question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember what they called him, which I will not repeat. Of course. <laughs> through the window. Um, if anyone wants to come talk to me, they can come find me. You know where to find me. You know well where to done. Find me, yeah. Very close. Well done. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Three for three. Uh, as you said, the music was a big part of the soundtrack and, you know, just this telling of the story and the time period. So there were basically two big singing scenes. Uh, what song did the team bond over in the locker room? Locker room was uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yeah, Marvin Gaye, right. let's go. 
Can you name uh, the song that was sung in the uh, cafeteria and craft? That's Louis Lastic. Yes. He was singing Temptations. Yep. Ain't too proud to beg. Yeah. I know you want to leave me. Yep. They bonded over the Temptations. Yep. It's correct. All right, man. Four for four. I love it. I love it. No, uh, no cutscenes here. We're all no cutscenes. Be... We're good. Even if we, even if we bomb. Even if we bomb. All right. Last one. And I know you're not really big on who played who. So I, I kind of left it a little open. Name an iconic TV show that Coach Yost's daughter starred in. Okay, so that was Hayden Penitieri. Oh, good. I didn't even know if you know her name. Well, done. I know her, and I remember her being a star. And she was in, uh, it was Come like on. a superhero show. Yep. Um, was it Heroes? Was it called Yes, Heroes? you got it. Yes. You said superheroes. I was like, I'm not going to give it to him. I, I won't give him that. that. Yeah, Heroes. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I don't think I watched that. Save the cheerleader. You didn't watch that? You watched that. I didn't. I don't I think we watched it. The first that. season was really good. It was up there with like a season of Lost. It was big. Lost. I remember it was really big at the time. It fell down so fast, though. Really? Uh, season one was great. Season one was really good. And then I don't even think I finished season two. It went up for like a third season. Anyway. Uh, I remember you were a big fan. I do remember that. Yeah. I would recommend going to watch season one of Heroes. It was good. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. She was the cheerleader. There uh, you go. Well done, man. Five of five. Crushed it. Boom. It's boom, one of my all time favorites. It really is. I think it's a great movie. You're gonna it's get a great your movie on it too. So that's good. So yeah, I mean, I'm kind of bummed we didn't really talk about the Pro Bowl today. The games, at least. Well, Mac Jones. Do you want to talk about Mac Jones having some accuracy? Who did he beat out? Tyler Huntley on the accuracy. <laughs> yeah, <round? right>. Two <laughs> touchdown thrower, Tyler Huntley. It was actually a cool competition. I only caught because actually the only reason I'm seeing it is it's like YouTube clips of the pro bowl games. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, Oh, threading the needle. That looks cool. It's actually a pretty cool concept. So there's like a big wall. Okay. With different size holes, like one's five points and it's a smaller hole, like just bigger than the football. One's three points, a little bit bigger and giant ones for one point. And yeah. you have one minute, you got to throw them to get the points. However, so there are two of the identical walls, okay? Is the wall a giant Dr. Pepper bottle? Just curious. <laughs> no, but that's where they pick the balls out of. Yeah. Uh, so there are two identical walls. But then here's the cool part is they have uh, Pro Bowl cornerbacks defending the walls. Oh. Yeah. So they had, like, Mac Jones went off against Trayvon Diggs and Darius Slay. Uh, and, you know, they can, like, block them. And if they get it. No, not Darius Slay. Huh? Darius Slay's going to the Super Bowl, man. Well, he was there. I don't know. Maybe that I watched last year's or something. That's got to be last year's. It might have been. <laughs> He's so, the uh, Eagles. He's going to the Super Bowl. I know. I was like, I did like, I'm going to take a couple days off, though. Why this is Darius Slay I got to guard oh, the wall. <laughs> get there early. It's fine. It's a little warm up. So it was probably last year's. Uh, but anyway, it was kind of fun to watch because, uh, you know, if you got an interception, it's minus three points um, for the quarterback. Mac Jones threw an interception. Uh, <laughs> Mac Jones threw an interception. Uh, so it was pretty cool. It's pretty hmm. fun. It had to be last year. I think that's yeah. Now that makes a lot more sense. No way. Last year, because why would Mac Jones be there? (laughs) Well, Tyler Huntley's there. Mac Jones probably is there because Tyler Huntley's there. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I should look up this year's as opposed to last year's. Malik Willis got snubbed. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. This forty-five yard game. So good. All right. Well, passes. We're gonna be a quiet week coming up as we do have the Pro Bowl, so we can talk about the flag football game a little bit. But then it's gonna be all prep for the Super Bowl the following weekend, so which is one of the greatest weekends of the year. It should be moved to a Saturday, but we'll get into that later. So until next time, keep holding that cheese. Hold it. Is that what I not say? 
keep folding that cheese i didn't know it we're keep recording this so it's keep on folding did you literally like not know what you're supposed I to say i literally had a brain fart it just keep happened folding that cheese okay so until next time keep folding <laughs> what what i'm ron burgundy uh, where's my cue card goodbye <laughs>